Hey there, welcome to Get Us to the Show. I'm Lewis Hill. And I am Clint Gibbons. Whoa, you're <laughs> full did, of Christmas ever, spirit now. Ever since Tavis called me out, I've been trying new intros. Like That's what I do most of my time is I sit in front of the mirror yeah. and practice introducing myself. Well, well done, because you, you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so this episode, uh, folks, it's... Uh, I think we're going to call it a tale of two corporates. Cause a tale of two corporates. As you know, comedians, it's corporate event season, <laughs> which is really good for your wallet. And not so good for your soul. <laughs> it can be. It can, it can be. be. And good. it was. And it was. You never know what you're going to get, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's Christmas time. Everybody's... We're really down to the wire now. Like, we're getting into a couple weeks before Christmas. This yes. is the time people are... are everybody's kind of relaxed. I don't know what's things at work are like for most people but probably not the most productive yeah, time of my, year. my work is pretty relaxed right now too but people who work in retail that is not the case because i went to the mall yesterday and holy bananas batman and you know what the funny thing about the people who work in retail uh people are always trying to pay them less and give them more hours <laughs> and then shit on them yep i don't understand this i did retail for a long time man and it uh, it is soul crushing Oh man! So I mean, it's a Karen situation, right? And, and uh, what's what's the male Karen? I heard it was Terry, which is funny because I have an uncle Terry and an aunt Karen. Oh, like are they married to each other? No, no, that would brother, be amazing. brother and sister. Okay. But I heard the ma- the male equivalent of, of Karen is Terry. I'd always heard Kyle. Oh, Kyle, that Kyle, makes sense. Yeah. And you can't think Kyle without thinking of Schroeder's uh, Kyle joke, right? Sit, Kyle. Sit, oh Kyle, yes. Sit, Ky- sit Kyle. Sit. Kyle. I just I just performed with Schroeder, as a matter of fact. That's, uh, it's such a brilliant I, joke. I love it. I, what I love about Schroeder is when it goes awesome, he's happy. When it goes bad, he he lets it. He lets you know how bad. It, I've seen him come back to the green room, lie on the floor, and start fake crying. Really? Like, oh my god! <laughs> and I love that. It makes me laugh. And it's just this this bonding experience when you're all in a terrible yep. situation together. Yeah. You know? And the other thing I love about uh, not Kyle. The other thing I love about Greg is like Greg is he's a smart, super thoughtful dude, right? Yeah. But when he gets on stage, he yells. Oh yeah. Like his his stage persona versus his personality probably the biggest contrast of anyone that i know any comic that i can think of yeah good call because i guess that's the, the case with the yelling comedians right like yeah. Tre- like trevor thompson he's so soft-spoken it almost true tr- true true it almost yeah. throws you off when you're yeah. talking to him after i'm like hey get- but it's easy to get trevor worked up this is true right you say one thing he disagrees with and i do i disagree with trevor all the time when i actually agree with him just because i want to wind him up and watch him go how, how dare you are this is you're making the world a worse place for trevor thompson but better for everyone around him yeah 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 don't no he'll 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 argue too he's good we we do love trevor and uh i haven't seen him in same i like i text with him every now and then because he's a baseball guy like i am and yeah. uh we got really excited on Friday because we thought some pretty spa- special things were happening for the Blue Jays. You know Jays. what? I don't even follow baseball. I was reading this in my social media feed. People were, yeah, there was someone in town or something. Well, yeah, so Shohei Otani, who's like the best baseball player in the history of baseball, had narrowed it down to Really? The, yeah. Like, well, just because he's an elite pitcher and okay. an elite hitter. Oh, yeah, right? okay. Nobody does that. Yeah. Like, he just well, there signed- was this girl in, in college. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means, folks. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> well, well, let me just say before, I'm on vacation now, folks. Yes. I, and I'm not, I don't have any more shows booked till the 27th either. So I'm just doing uh, family stuff and Christmas stuff. And uh, Glenn can see me. I'm, I'm literally sipping a hot chocolate in my jogging suit. <laughs> so it's a, I got Christmas lights on. So this is why. It I'll, is feeling very festive. Like We might need eggnog for next we, episode. We might need some. And we can drink it out of the uh, the moose mugs with the yeah the end from Christmas vacation. <laughs> So you were saying, sorry, uh, the best baseball player. Yeah, so anyhow, uh, essentially my entire day Friday was spent tracking a flight from uh, Southern California to Toronto because it was a private jet that got chartered. It's not a common flight, and everybody thought that this was happening, and it didn't happen. And uh, you, know, you know what's funny? If I'm on a private jet, I want it to be private. You can't track that motherfucker. What's the point of having a private? Well, I guess the, the, well, that, the, 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 the privacy was that you don't know who's on the jet. Okay. Right. There's no way to track that. So everybody thought that this was Shohei Otani coming to Toronto. And then there was somebody reported that one of the other Blue Jays players had rented out an entire sushi restaurant by Whoa. the Rogers Center. And it's a Japanese player. And you're just like, you're at home, like, well, this is, there's too many signs pointing. And this then is just a fun day. The spec speculating yeah, like that. Like and we fun. were all on top of the world. And then it turns out he signed with the Dodgers the next day for, get this, Lewis, how much money do you think he signed for? Have you heard? Well, I, I, it can't be uh, too much north of thirty-seven fifty. <laughs> I don't know baseball that well. Baseball, they get paid well, don't they? Uh, Ten years. Yeah. Seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. Yes. Oh fuck yeah! I would have held out for seven hundred and fifty million. I don't know. That's uh, Anna Marshall Amp Beer Fridge. Anna by Marshall the way. Amp Beer. Hey Shohei, since you broke our hearts and didn't come to Toronto, how about you send my buddy Lewis here a Marshall Amp Beer Fridge? Yeah, Shohei. I don't I know don't know this guy, but I'm already picking a fight with him, which is fantastic. <laughs> no, but the the thing is, like, I'm following this too online, yeah. j- just in my socials, and uh, the heartbreak was palpable after. And I don't even follow baseball. I felt so bad for the people who got excited. And like, literally, listen, the, the whole process, you know, because my, my son was following. He's like, I think we're getting Shohei, and I'm like, I'm refusing to get excited. I'm really? refusing to get excited. Like I know they're involved. I know it's. I know it's a possibility, but I'm re- refusing to get my hopes up. And then Friday, like my imagination ran wild. I'm like, I'm gonna get myself a jersey, and yeah, you know, yeah. I'm booking tickets to the home opener, oh, and yeah. like it didn't happen. So, wah wah wah. Well, uh, so the other thing I read was uh, poor Blue Jays, as in they needed something, and now yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. My dad goes to these uh, these games. He invites me sometimes. I should yeah, really go, absolutely. I should really. We go should do see a boys trip. We should. Yeah. Let's go see the Blue Jays. Let's go see the Blue Jays. All right, and let's do it on someone else's dime. Yes. I don't know how that works yet, but uh, see, Clint, I, I feel like I've reached a point in my comedy career or my celebrity career, as <laughs> as we can now call it, yep. because I, I've hit a new stride. I have a stalker. And, oh my uh, God, I've been so excited to talk to you about this because you texted this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm angry. I'm really fucking pissed off, but please go ahead. I, I just want to know the details because you're friends with this fellow on Facebook. Not anymore. Not anymore. Right? No, of no, course. no. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know this guy. You know when you're... You're, you're starting out in comedy, and I think sometimes you just get requests from people who have seen you. Yep. And uh, and you're just like, okay, you want to be nice. But now I, I re- yeah. now I realize I need to separate my socials from my personal. I kind of My Instagram it too, just yeah. went private. And no, because here's the thing. Like, you know, we talked about, I don't know how much I want to get into this, because I feel like I'm poking an uh, insane bear. But I'm also... I'm <laughs> are, also are we sure he's a bear? Not a twink? Or... Uh, I don't know. Because I'm... <laughs> I'm also like 
really pissed off because uh, the messages came across as a little threatening. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you send me all of them, or are there more than what you sent me? No, that's it. But, okay, but the one that yeah, 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 and, yeah. And to me, okay, now now you here's the thing, Clint. When I used to uh, do the martial arts competitively back in the day, there would be something on sparring days and on competition days where the really good fighters can tap into something that mindset. Where, okay. where it's turned on, and if you hit them, they kind of like it. You know what I mean? They're in that okay. zone. The good fighters can do that more than the other fighters. I could do that occasionally, but I was never really good at tapping into that. Uh, until now. This really awakened that. Fair. And uh, fuck it, it's been 10 years, and yeah, anyway. I don't know if maybe these messages were meant to be funny or whatever, but I feel like I'm dealing with... That's not the sense I got. I'm feeling I'm dealing with someone who I'm assuming, Clint, is listening right now. Yeah. Which is the really disturbing part. Well, so I mean, I'm, not right now, but when we... Yeah. It would be scary if he's listening right now. That's scary. Well, fuck, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do believe that he will be listening Wednesday at 5 a.m. Yes. Which, which <laughs> whatever. I, I got, It's really weird when it happens. Because, you know, you can talk all the tough guy shit. Look, I'm, I've trained in a lot of martial arts and competed in a lot of martial arts in my life. That's fine. But shit gets scary when people mm -hmm. start acting fucking weird, you know? Yep. I don't think jiu-jitsu would have saved John Lennon, you know? <laughs> Which martial art allows you to catch bullets? Uh, dating Yoko, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the best musician in history, by the way. By the way, I saw uh, John Lennon's kid, I think it was Julian, Okay, like bitching about the Goo Goo Dolls lyrics, saying they're lame and stuff. And I'm like, what? what is this? Who is this guy? What have you done? He was on Twitter saying, does anyone else listen to this and find this just so cheesy? And I'm like, well, so I'm going to, I'm going to argue with you here. Cause I, that was my biggest issue with the Goo Goo Dolls. I thought their lyrics were terrible. Okay. But it was this line specifically, I want you to know who I am, which okay. I, I think is a good line. Yeah. That's not a terrible line at all. But also uh, tell me you're an entitled brat without telling me you're an entitled brat. Was he, the, which one of John Lennon's kids was a musician? Yeah, I don't know. Sean? I don't know. But I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, all I'm seeing is Yoko here. <laughs> anyway, we, we're, we're going on vacation. Lewis is we drink, are. Drinking hot chocolate makes me go off on tangents. This isn't even booze, folks. How many marshmallows in there? There's no marshmallow. I don't do the marshmallows. Well, I don't want to dilute the, the chocolate. I'll put a little bit of like cream in there. I had to buy marshmallows because my daughter, who was at Yuck Yucks with me last week, mm -hmm. uh, found something on TikTok. She's going to make Rice Krispie squares, but instead of Rice Krispies... And I know where you think I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she's going to use popcorn and marshmallows. Oh. Well, those are two desserts that I will never have because the marshmallows are terrible. And neither of those contain peanut butter or chocolate, Clint. That's fair. You don't like marshmallows? Nah. I, I don't like marshmallows, but like, I, I love me some Rice Krispie treats. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Infused or otherwise. For those of you who don't know, Clint has a joke about having some Rice Krispie edibles. that Which uh, I've actually looked for, and they don't exist. And it blows my mind that they can't exist. They don't exist. So if somebody wants to make some, you've got a spokesman right here. There, and it, I there will, it is. I will come cheap. There it is. I will work for Rice Krispie treats. There was a lot of jokes there after that one-line clip, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to ignore them because it's Christmas and the stalker and the whole... Anyway, let's not talk about the stalker anymore. It, it really bothers me because all of a sudden it's like you start thinking, oh, me and people I care about, like, are you really fucking with that right now? Yeah. No more stalkers. For, hey, if, if you're thinking about stalking me, at least send me a Marshall Ant beer fridge first. F <laughs> fucking try and bribe me first. Anyway, let's talk about the corporate events, Clint. Corporate events. So Friday night. Woo! 
Nelly was at a show. Now we're, we're doing it for the OPS. Yes. Ottawa Police Services for a particular a particular platoon. Uh, platoon yes. Yeah, and I knew it was going to be magic because when I got there, I, I waited in the car for you guys because I know I've done the police shows before and they party hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was waiting for you guys to go in because you know you want a little bit of separation yep. before you go and roast them. And I saw that this great big buck come out beside my car. And it was trying to cross the road, and I texted you guys, hey, watch out, there's a big buck coming. <laughs> and then you guys scared it away, and then a fox comes out, and it starts running towards you guys. And I'm like, this is just Christmas miracle. It's snowy. There's animals. I don't even know what has, has to do with anything, but I just felt like magic, you know? And I, I misread your text when it first came in. I thought you were telling us they had Big Buck Hunter at the bar. Oh, that would have changed. So I was oh, getting really I, excited. I'm I like, would still I need be some there. quarters. <laughs> I think I still have the high score in Sault Ste. Marie, actually. Me and my buddy Dennis. We uh, There's always one gun that doesn't work right, you know? Of course. You got to make sure you choose the, the orange gun all the time, people. <laughs> hey, uh, the Senate has Big Buck Hunter. We, uh, the Senate on Clarence, okay, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. We should take an afternoon and uh, waste our lives a little bit. Absolutely. And go hunt some bucks. So Friday night, we're doing a, for the, a platoon for the police services. Now we get there, Clint, and uh, it's a cool venue. It's uh, Target Golf, Target on, Golf on Bank Street. Yeah, which I've been to many times. Like I take my kid there all the time. We go hit a bucket of balls, and then there's batting cages, so it's perfect. We uh, we crush a bunch of different balls. Very interesting, crushing balls and nuts, and because um, <laughs> it's Christmas. So <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Hot chocolate's not good for my brain, folks. You're gonna put the Nutcracker underneath that, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, then we'll get sued. Um, <laughs> Stocked and sued. What else can happen, <laughs> folks? So uh, we, we see that they're partying. Now, they want us, they have an upstairs for us. So we have mm -hmm. separation, yes. which, which is really nice. They say, you know, help whatever you want at the bar, help yourself to food. They're the nicest human beings. Couldn't have been any better. In, in the world. And they want us to watch this slideshow. Because they keep telling me, <laughs> they keep telling me, Clint, roast, roast us. Yes. You need to roast us. I'm like, I don't know you. But yes, I'm going to roast you. Yeah. You just don't know it yet. And they're, they're like, go as hard as you want. And But they want us to watch this slideshow. And go as hard as you want is dangerous, right? Because Woo! people will often say that. Yeah. But it's not what they want at all. Yeah. This is what they wanted. <laughs> they oh wanted us to go hard. They Like uh, these guys they, were They the... told us after we could have went harder. Yeah. I'm like, could we have? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys couldn't have. I I could have. <laughs> now, this is the thing about corporates. They want us to watch the slideshow so we get to know these people. Yes. So then we can roast them. So uh, corporates, for the people who book corporates. Now, I think some of the people who actually book corporates, the clubs and stuff, have never been to corporates a lot of the times. So. That's a good point. And they don't know what it is. It's just, they just want to make, it's about them. The, yes. night, the night's about them. Let's just do crowd work, send the crowd work people, have some fun, talk about Sally at the front desk and HR and, and you know, the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, they Well, they can't get this slideshow to work. And Clint, <laughs> you know, we're chatting, we're comedians, we're chatting, and you throw out something funny to me, which was? I said, uh, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but something to the effect of the watching them struggle to deal with Watching, seeing as how disorganized they are trying to get the slideshow up and running, now I understand why the convoy lasted as long as it did. Which I started laughing, and I said, <laughs> Clint, you have to say that joke. And and you were worried. You're like, no, no. Yeah. So <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. I know you have. Day. I am going to get canceled because of that very moment. Go on. Because what happened was 
I came up with something that was very funny. Yes. I said it to you. You laughed. I laughed. Yeah. You told me to use it. And I said, no, I'm not going to use that. I don't want to, I don't want to make anybody mad. Yeah. So then you went on after me. Yes. And you used it. Yes. And it brought the fucking house down. It, it, it's the it's the weird thing, Clint, because you talked about it. You're saying when my best joke of the night was a joke somebody else told. Yeah. But think about for me, that was also my best joke of the night. <laughs> and it was your joke. <laughs> and, and the whole thing, because you started. So you started down a, a road where I'm like, oh fuck, he, he's gonna do my joke. But then you kind of you kind of veered off of it. I'm like, oh no, he's not gonna do it. Well, maybe I had hot chocolate that but, night too. But then knows? you brought it right back and you did it and it worked great. And the way you you looked at me, like direct eye contact, smiling, you may have winked at me as you delivered it. I pointed to you like Babe Ruth. <laughs> you, you, I'm like, I just hit this out of the park, baby. <laughs> and I'm I'm in the back of the room, two middle fingers up in your direction. <laughs> You told me to use because here, okay. Let let's set the pace here. So Dan Alaire gets up. He's okay. hosting. Yeah, and that, hosting isn't fair to call what he did because Dan Alaire fucking buried me. Like I had yes. no chance. Yes, I had no chance well, whatsoever. No, he went in because he he had done this gig last yeah. year, so we knew these officers a little bit and the you know staff. So he got into them right away, and he said, "Look, the things you say at a corporate. Thank God this wasn't recorded because yeah, we would be canceled, divorced, uh, excommunicated yeah, from yeah. The, the church <laughs> that we don't even belong to. Like you know, things were said. Yeah, and they told us to get dark, and we did. Yeah, but Dan right off the top got dark, and he had that room." Howling. Holy I, shit. I remember looking at you and saying, <laughs> that's going to be tough to follow. <laughs> Which I said, oh, I know. <laughs> so I went up and I'm like, in my mind, because I, I think we, I was doing 25 and in my mind, like Dan just did nothing but crowd work off the top. Yeah. And it crushed it. So I think I actually acknowledged it when I went on stage. I'm like, did? Dan's a selfish prick because he didn't leave any crowd work for me. Like he got all of you. I don't. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, they've had 15 minutes of crowd work. Let's just go into material. Yeah. And the material was, it was received lukewarm. Like they, they didn't hate it, but they, they clearly didn't love it as much as the crowd work. So I. Uh, you had some big hits with it, but there, there came a point where they started yelling things out. Like they just. They wanted interaction. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. Uh, but again, that's corporate, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I just kind of plowed through and kept doing my material. <laughs> and you were, when you got off stage, yeah. you went back to the washroom where I was hanging out, and you were a bit dejected. <laughs> and, and, I, and I said, you should have. You should have said did, it. You should have did the convoy joke. Yeah. And you told me, it was like your dying wish, please. <laughs> Just tell that joke for me. Avenge Just me. Just avenge me. Tell that joke for me. I'm like, okay, I will. So, so I get up there too, and I, I'm into the crowd work right away. I, I know there's Dan didn't leave a lot, but I'll find some shit. And I get in there, my nickname, some people, I get in, and I'm having a lot of fun. I try a joke. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, usually my long-term relationship joke goes over really well, but you can tell they don't want that. They're like, talk to us. I'm like, how long have you been dating? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I do the whole... Like, I think I did 35 minutes of crowd work, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which, to me, Clint, this was one of those magic moments. If you think back to Lewis in school, getting kicked out for doing this exact thing, having nothing prepared, but just running by the seat of my pants and trying to make people laugh and getting kicked out and then having, like, the principal say, watch out for closing doors and all this. And now I'm like, no, no, no. I went up there and told no jokes and did 35 minutes of made-up shit. Yeah. And slaughtered this goddamn room and it got was paid. Great. Yeah. And got paid. 
and, and like the one guy you went after, one of the guys you went after the hardest. Yeah. Uh, so he had told us before the show, like roast us. Yeah. And he had like, every, most people are all dressed up and he's got his Nakatomi Plaza t-shirt on. Yes, so I'm yes. like, this guy's going to be fun. Um, so Dan roasts him off the top. I leave him alone. You're back up. You're roasting him again. And I don't, well, I'm sure we could say it. Like at one point you called him fat Tony Stark. Yes, I did. And room goes nuts. Yeah. He laughed, but you kept going back to him. And at one point I looked over, I'm like, oh, he looks really sad. <laughs> like <laughs> this, this has gone too far. And he now was, he's, he was either laughing so hard he was crying or he was just crying. Yeah. yeah. It didn't even look like crying. Like he just looked dejected. And I think he just might've been trying to catch his breath from laughing so hard <laughs> because as soon as the show was came over, he walked up to us. He's like, this was the best night of my life. Yes. And like he, he couldn't have loved getting roasted any more than he did. And it's funny too that you guys texted me because I took off, but you guys texted me and said everyone changed their contact in their phone yes. for him <laughs> to the name I gave him, which I'm like, this is great. But I, I think, I think we sealed that that gig for next year, Clint. And this is this is what I really want. I want these uh, OPS gigs, the police gigs, because they pay well. Yeah, they're awesome. They're, the crowds are always great. They let you do what you want. And there's a lot of cops in town. We could we could do a whole December of. Could you imagine if our Christmas season was just different platoons for the police? Well, I hope they tell the other platoons, and then well, you know what I'm they saying. They asked that night. They asked Dan if it's okay if they share our contact information with the other platoons. Let's do it. Hundred percent. Like I think it's too late for this year, but it's too uh, late for this year. But for but next, next year, year. And, and also, so we tried to leave a couple of times after you did, and they weren't having it. They're like, no, you need to stay to watch us tonight so you have shit to make fun oh, of yes. us for next yes, year. Yes. Like at one point, Dan and I are like, okay, so why don't we tear down? We'll have another beer and then then when we're ready to go, it'll just be ready to go. Well, we couldn't get to our gear because there's a push-up contest going on in the middle of the dance floor. I love this. I love this. And look, we can't say everything that happens at these private parties. No. They're private for a reason, but I'm telling you, when you do uh, shows for the cops, the audience is exactly what you want an audience to be. I love them. I I, oh, I yeah. want to do more. Shout out to them. Yeah. And uh, God damn. Yeah. And Fat Tony Stark came up to me and he was chatting with me all night. And he's just like, I can't believe he came up with Fat Tony Stark. He's like, that's funny, man. That's funny. I'm like, I know. And I'm like, what did I say? I'm like, I mean, personally, I would have called you Baloney Stark. But yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's funny, too. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a lot. Of the, and a lot of people came up to me and uh, started telling me things about themselves. Almost like, hey, next year, you know, make sure you make sure you get me. Oh, yeah. You know, which is cool. I, dude, I, I'm getting chills. I, I want to go back and I can't wait for next year. But um, there was some people too. Cause there was a girl there who trained jiu-jitsu and I, we were talking gyms. Yeah. And uh, there was someone who recognized me from the combat sports media I did. Nice. Which is pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And he said, so, so you still train? I'm, I'm 48. I train <laughs> I train the way I have to to survive, folks. Just to keep the stalkers away. That's all I do. Yeah. Anyway, what a, what a crazy, amazing night. Uh, and, yeah. And as far as corporates go, people, corporates are usually terribly set up. Yep. The gear and equipment is usually a hot garbage. People are too drunk. It's usually a nightmare show. Yeah. And people don't listen. And this was the complete opposite. And OPS, baby. Now, did you finally get to see the slideshow or were you gone by the time it came on? No, no, I, I, I left. I, uh, uh, yeah, the slideshow came on. I, 
at one point after you left. And I was right to skip it, wasn't I? Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also suggested, I don't know if you were gone for this part, I'm like, we should do a bunch of ride-alongs, ride-alongs. with them next year. Yes. And we will be prepared for next year. And shoot content for us like that. Yes. <laughs> we'll go in with mustaches for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> mustaches, mirrored sunglasses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so that was Friday night. That was Friday. How was Saturday, Lewis? Well, you know, I had another corporate, <laughs> Clint, this time in Brockville. And Was you know, this one also for the police? It was not for the police. Let me tell you, when we do a corporate for us, <laughs> when, we do a cor- when we do a corporate for us, there's freedoms that I think I have. Now I'm under the yuck yucks banner. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we'll get to the freedoms that I didn't <laughs> feel I had. So this is at the, the Keystone Pub in Brockville, yes. and it's for dentists. Or a dental place. Okay. And, and the only reason I made that face is one of my my good friends from Sudbury, Michael Lehman, who you met at my yes, album recording, yes. he, he, I don't want to use the word mentor, but when I first got into comedy, he's a guy I leaned on. He had a lot more experience. He's very funny. And he, very yeah. funny. And he, one of the first stories he told me about was his worst gig, which was a corporate for dentists. Well, here's the thing. This is one dentist office. Because I'm like, is this the association of dentists? Because this place is packed. Okay. What's going? No, it's one office. There's... Over 100 people there? Holy How shit. many people work at this motherfucker? You know what I mean? Not a lot of teeth in Brockville, I guess. Not a lot of teeth in Brockville. You've seen Brockville. <laughs> There's more meth than... If they if they just worked on gums specifically, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Where so, would you be without the dental plan? Well, I wouldn't have old Chomper here, that's for sure. <laughs> that's it. So the, the show is uh, Emil Mansour hosting. Solid. Greg Schroeder, uh, Greg Schroeder pardon me, doing uh, middling. Solid. And Aaron and I... Mediocre. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron and I headlining, <laughs> but it's an hour show, which is weird. That's so, quick. So Aaron and I headlining doing 25 minutes, which 25 minutes for, yeah. one, for one person, okay. Yeah, yeah. For two people, that's whatever. So it's, yeah, we get there, it's packed. Now there's a DJ, okay? A guy's got his DJ, he's got you know, with the record things, and the, but they're not real records, they're fake, you know, the, the whole, yeah, yeah, the whole DJ. Yeah, I don't understand how technology has gotten everything so small. You can have a computer in your pocket. But anytime there's a DJ, he needs 12 cubic meters to set up this gargantuan thing. Well, DJs are ostentatious people, right? And they like to call attention to themselves. Yeah. So he's he's at the front now. I just declared war on DJs everywhere. Yeah. Fuck uh, you, Emmett Morrison. I, I'm, I'm okay with this. I mean, they're going to hit us with the mouse ears? What are they, what are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Some wear helmets, and I got to assume there's lasers in them. Yeah. I mean, but who hits a space bar like a DJ? (laughs) Listen, rock and roll is the best music in the world. You know it, motherfuckers. Okay. By the way, folks, now that Spotify changed, you don't get paid until you get 1,000 streams. I need some of you folks to go stream (laughs) some of my music. Hey, stalker, you want to make it up to me? Go go stream my music, folks. (laughs) I got a new album coming out in 2024 sometime. Anyway, so we get there. The DJ thing is huge, and we talked to the staff there. Hey, where would the stage be? Mm-hmm. Oh, right there. I'm like, where? Well, where the DJ is. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> where, where's the microphone? Well, I don't know. I'm like, oh, do you think he has one? Oh, oh hang on. it gets So it's me and Aaron there, because as you know, when you're doing musical stuff, uh-huh. you get there early, and you sound check, and you do your shit. So we get there, and the DJ, he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's like, well, you can plug into my thing if you want. And I'm like, well, do you have a microphone too? He had a microphone. Okay. Cool. So Aaron had brought a microphone and a mic stand as well because he lives in Brockville. Okay. Like right before the show, I think, wait a minute, do we have two mic stands? <laughs> and we, so we go to the DJ, we got two mic stands. 
goes, no. I'm like, ah, fuck, what are we going? We're both playing guitar yeah, and yeah. singing, right? So we go do our sound check. It's one of these, Clint, we plug into the thing. It's not turned down. Like, he hasn't turned down the thing, and it's got this, like, like a reverb and and and, and wah sound that oh just goes and through the whole place fries my brain <laughs> and i'm like sorry everyone i'm like hey can you turn that pod down you know so he does we got our guitar sound i'm like can you take all the effects off it like all of them because it sounds like uh, it sounds like i should be wearing mouse ears right Auto-tuned now tuned guitar oh it's, i don't even know what's happening so he takes it down we get it set up great leave my guitar there uh, now the mic stand and Aaron's like, fuck, wh- what do we do? Also, Clint, this DJ booth is so big. Uh, we're not standing in front of it cause there's tables right there. I'm on one You're side behind- of it. Oh. Aaron's on the other side. <laughs> you know, we're on opposite sides of this thing. So Aaron's like, well, you know what? The Texas taverns across the street and Aaron will go jam there sometimes. Yeah. And they're really not, that, that's the thing about these small towns, Clint, you get nice people who want to help you out. Runs across the street. They're having a big jam night fundraiser there. Hey, can we borrow a mic stand? Sure, no problem. Just Amazing. bring it back after. So they bring us. We, Aaron comes back with a mic stand. Like, who does that? That's brilliant, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. First of all, great on the key uh, on the what's the name of the place again? Texas Tavern. Texas Tavern. Great on Texas yeah. Tavern for lending you the mic stand, and great of Aaron to think of going to ask for it. Honestly, yeah. So uh, cut to the future. We went there for a beer after to to thank him. You know, just whatever. Because uh, you wouldn't have gone otherwise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, now here, here's the thing. Like the whole thing, the whole night is weird. You can tell the staff doesn't maybe love the dentist. They're getting a little rowdy. Oh, okay. Okay. I go up and ask for a water. And this is, this ever happened to you, Clint? The, the, the person behind the bar, God bless her, but she's got those nails that are 100 feet long uh-huh, that, that tell uh-huh, me uh-huh. that you're not probably grooming yourself correctly. Because um, you can't physically. Hands me the water with one nail, like submerged two inches in no the drink no and i'm like is she trying to kill me is it did she just drug me what happened and i'm like oh i'll get a beer too <laughs> i just drank the beer oh yeah because i like she looked at me when she did it she knows she did it did she oh. just maybe she just didn't like me and that's fine that's that's cool whatever but so anyway Emil goes up and, <laughs> and like we're we decide we're gonna take a before and after picture because we can see how this crowd is <laughs> Okay, we can see how this crowd is, and we take a before picture, like, four positive comedians ready to do a corporate gig. And, like, I love Emil, but Emil's dark. Dark. Yeah. Dark. Well, I, I told him, I said, just do do 15 minutes, no matter what. It, I didn't have to tell him that. He knows. He, yeah, yeah. he knows how to host, but I'm like, just stick in it, because it, I'm giving him a pep talk, because it's not going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not, right away. Yeah. Uh, they only want crowd work. Again, it's a corporate, mm-hmm. why you send Emil has good crowd work with them. He's getting good rapport, but they're not really digging the jokes. But send the crowd work people to the corporates. Yep. This is what they want, or else you're just going to get a bad review. Anyway, uh, we do that. Schroeder goes up and actually starts slaying with jokes. And I mean really? slaying. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Loses them uh, at the end. Don't know why. Okay. Comes off and says, I-, I had them. I lost them. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't worry about it. Anyway, we get, uh, Emil does five minutes, brings us on, introduces us. Now we get up there. I'm bringing a mic stand separately. I put it there, <laughs> plug a mic into it. Uh, Aaron goes, hey, how's it going into the mic? Nothing. Nothing comes out of this mic. Oh, shit. I go, hey, what's up? My mic starts going. 
and the sound cuts out of that one too. Oh no! So with the DJ guy's like, "What the? Oh my god! He's doing stuff and pods and he's chicka 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 chicka." I'm assuming I don't know what DJs do. Nice guy, but you know, trying yeah. to again yeah, yeah. trying to figure out audio issues on the fly is uh, a little stressful. So I just start talking to the crowd loud without a mic because we're right there. We're right yeah. there. And now there's a table that Emil uh, kind of made fun of in the front. Because it's all, say, the whole room is mostly white people. Gotcha. And there's one table directly in the front of brown people. Okay. Like, directly in the front, and he makes a segregation joke. You know, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Dark. A dark (laughs) joke. Turns out they're the owners. Okay. So the table in the front, in the very front, Clint, are the owners, and there's like six or eight of them. So, like, owners and partners are, I, I, I don't know what's happening. They couldn't, the owners couldn't be less interested in any of this show, but they're at the front and the whole time Emil's up there and Schroeder's up there, they're just having their own conversations right at the front Ugh. the whole time. And, but they're the ones footing the bill. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I'm not under yucks right now, I'd be like, hey, jerks, be quiet. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Go, go somewhere else if you want to have a meeting. But that's what they were, <laughs> do- but they just treated, the way they were acting, it's like, Oh, let's give the help their entertainment and just right. Do you know what I mean? It was a real uh, nasty kind of attitude, and I I didn't love it one bit. Anyway, so I was gonna play my nobody wants to work anymore songs, but I played dirtbags instead because I'm like, fuck it, let's dive deep <laughs> into this. Anyway, we we finally start. We get in, me and Aaron start doing crowd work, and it's going great. We play the Aaron's first song. It goes great. Uh, crowd work. As soon as we're done that song, I go, Aaron, we're at 19 minutes. He goes, oh, well, let's wrap it up with a song. Like, it's nice. That's it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. So the set went really well. Uh, a bit uh, tentative on the Dirtbag song for a lot of it, but they're in front of them. And you could tell that they were a little afraid of their bosses. Not afraid, but a little, like... Guarded. Their bosses shouldn't have been at this party. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Let the employees yeah, have yeah. some fun and... They were just very rude to everyone performing and everyone else. Like they, they just wanted to have their own conversation, but sit right in the front instead of yeah. sitting at the back or a different room. It made no sense, and they just seemed to be so, so annoyed that this was even happening. Anyway, we finished that. We take our after picture, just like Jesus. That was work. Like that was <laughs> a lot of work. Oh, I forgot to tell you. We, when we started playing music, okay, so we turn on our guitars, and nothing. So we're like. Where's the DJ? And someone goes, he's outside having a smoke. And I go, Aaron, we're playing acoustic. So we just start playing acoustic. DJ comes in as we're playing, looks at us, goes, thumbs up, and walks away to the back to have a beer. Doesn't turn on our guitars. Doesn't do anything. Like It was just... Not my job, not my problem. Literally his job, literally his problem. But it, it was just one of those crazy corporate nights how you'd expect. Now look... People laughed. People enjoyed themselves. But the other thing is, it, there was a buffet. So they had uh, supper, and we went before dessert. So dessert was up and waiting in our green room, by the way. Our green room was the buffet. Okay. Um, <laughs> so dessert was up and ra- waiting when we started the show. So literally, as soon as we said thank you, boom, lined up. Like, they just wanted <laughs> they wanted cheesecake. And you know what? The, cheese, <laughs> the cheesecake looked really good. You can't really blame them. So, but, but it was... Look, corporate events. You know, what are you going to do? Serve the dessert and then let's have the show. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking 100%. Here? Anyway, it was, it was, uh, it was what it was. It, we were making money. And uh, as far as corporates go, we got some laughs, but it was just always fighting to hold on, f- fix hold on, something. Hold on. Would you say it was like pulling teeth? 
Yes, it was like pulling teeth. <laughs> that was terrible. That's, uh, yeah, we made some dentists. We had some good crowd work with them. And yeah, were, I they, imagine you Yeah, were. and yeah. they were really nice, but uh, some of them were so hammered, you start talking to them, and they just turn their back to you and just Blair Witch you, you know what I mean? <laughs> they just turn their back and like, I, I, I can't. And you're like, okay, that was really weird. Were any of them priests that left the priesthood to become dentists? Nope, not that I know of. <laughs> but, but again, uh, this is the biggest dentist. Uh, business on the planet. That's crazy. If it has like, yeah, yeah. Because there were so many people. Anyway, uh, I guess I'm just an anti-dentite bastard. <laughs> Good pull. <laughs> As Seinfeld would say. Tim and, Watley? And Tim, Tim Watley, Tim yes, Watley. yes. I'm going to convert to Judaism for the jokes. <laughs> but it was, uh, whatever, corporates. What are you going to do, Clint? No, not, nothing. You just got to smile through it and take the paycheck. Well, it's funny because I, I listen to the podcast of all the pro comedians too. Yeah. And I love hearing that they also bomb at corporates. Because yes. I'm like, oh, you could never bomb. You're amazing. Oh, no. These are just set up to fail. Well, Rob Pugh last week had the big post about bombing at he a did. corporate event, right? And like he, if, if Rob Pugh's bombing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did he say? He goes, you hired a comedian, not a not buddy. Not a buddy, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it feels a lot of the times. Yeah. Except. But- they weren't, the dentists weren't in any rush to have us stick around. Okay. <laughs> we were, and neither were we. So we went to the Texas Tavern, had a beer. There was a, a live band playing. It was wonderful. They were, nice. They were great. And the sound in there sounds really good. And it makes no sense to me because it's a long room and I don't see any like soundproofing or bass traps, but I guess it's just EQ'd perfectly. This is the one where Logan hosts his yes. jam night yeah. all the time. So we're watching this band. The band comes off and it's a, a fundraiser where bands just keep coming. All, all night, so another band will come up. Anyway, there, this guy comes off. My buddy Jordan Ladisa, he goes, "Hey, Lewis, I was just on drums for that band." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" Nice. So I, I, I saw you posted the selfie with him. Yeah, it was just one of those Christmas miracles. You run into a friend. Amazing. And, uh, it was cool, man. It was cool. So that was a uh, had a decompression beer with him before heading home. That long drive, that, nice. like it's, it's an hour drive from here. It's a long way. But after a show like that. 416 that, is a long, lonely drive. In the winter, especially. Yeah. You know. And there's an epidemic where everyone has their brights on right now. It makes no sense to me, but whatever. Anyway, so that's a tale of two corporates. And it's like you get spoiled with one and then you get another one that's work. And but now I'm on vacation. No more corporates for this year. The, yeah. the one thing I forgot to mention about the the police show that we did was I had at least four people come up to me after the show. Talking about how what we do is so brave. Oh, the police are the saying police, we're brave. They're, they're, they're saying we're brave. And it was just uh, like, you're so brave to get up there. Like, it, things can go so wrong. And I'm like, but nobody's going to kill us. Like, <laughs> I've never heard of a comedian dying. Like, police actually risk their lives. And it was just weird for them to be calling us brave. You can you can clip that when my stalker murders me. I've yeah. never heard of a comedian <laughs> dying. But uh, no, I... I agree, and I, I think you know they're they're so well trained, and they they just get into the habit of doing what they do that they don't perceive what they do as dangerous anymore. Yeah, and public speaking may be their biggest yeah. fear. God bless them. I I did say on stage, uh, at the police thing when I was saying some stuff. I'm like, there are certain things you can only say if you're a police officer or a comedian. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And like they were, one of the things, the themes that kept coming up was just like the whole political correctness and and woke society and you can't say certain things. So the one copper I was talking to, he was, uh, he was a black fella and I guess that he responded to a call. It was a car accident and he's trying to get a description of the driver from this witness who was a white woman. And he's like, okay, what, what did the driver look like? And she's like, oh, he's bald. And 
She's like, okay, and in terms of race. And she's like, oh, I'm not comfortable saying. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean you're not comfortable saying? He's like, hey, we're just, we're looking for details. We're not asking yeah. to pass a judgment. And he's it's like. Just, it's just naming a race to exist. Races all exist. she All she would say was he was darker than white. Mel- what level of melanin are we talking here? <laughs> and she's, she's just like, like are, we, are we talking the, the the snowbirds that go to Florida for the March break and then come back a little crispy? Are we <laughs> exactly? So he's like, as soon as she said that, he's just like, okay, we're done here. Like, I'm not going to get any informa- useful information out of this. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Eh, well, uh, we live in very strange times. We do. And uh, you know, I we. While other people are guarded against what they're saying, we're kind of doing the opposite in our lives, Clint, which yeah. is pretty pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so that's a tale of two corporates. Clint, you, you, you learned something this week? I did learn something this week. All right, hit and, me. And what I learned is, uh, I don't know. So <clears throat> we've talked about it many times, uh, where you and Dan are you're both great at the crowd work, and I'm not. And I always just kind of assumed that I would find my stride when it comes to crowd work, but it's not how that shit works, man. Like, <laughs> y- you got to exercise it. Like, yeah, because I, I just kind of like well, one day I'll say something and it'll it'll just it'll click, right? But it's it's not the case. It's not happening. So, and to be to be the comedian, get to the level that we want to be at, you've got to be well rounded, right? Yes. Like, it, it, without trying to toot my own horn, like I can write the hell out of a joke. Yep. I think I'm I think I'm a damn good joke writer. Um, but I don't have that skill. So so that's my New Year's resolution. Yes. Like, I'm going to start going, like, I'm going to book myself to some NTS spots where I'm not doing any material. I'm just going to go up and do seven minutes of crowd work. And awesome. and it, it's something that I've got to exercise because I want to be able to, because, like, Dan killed with the crowd work. You killed with the crowd work. I did so-so with material, right? So I want to have that in my back pocket as well. Uh, so that's that is my goal. And it's it's not goal. And what I learned, right? It's it's not going to happen unless you make it happen. So you got to practice it. It's a, people always use words like uh, talented and gifted. It's all work. It's all yeah. practice. It's all work. Like it, you can have a affinity for something, but without work, you ain't getting nowhere. My guidance counselor was right, Clint. <laughs> but I feel like like I, I watch you guys, and I feel like I feel like once I'm talking to somebody. I, I can I can have that good repartee with them. I just I don't know how to start the conversation. So I've been paying more of a conscious effort to watch how you do it, to watch how Dan does it, uh, to watch how the guys on online do it. Right? Like yeah. uh, right now, uh, Jeff Arcuri is my favorite yeah. crowd work guy, man. Yeah. Like I'm watching a ton of his videos, and it's just so natural and organic the way he brings it up. But you could tell those responses are prepared. Like he's he's got all this rolodex of material, and he's just looking for a window to get into it. Well, so. well that, that happens too with crowd work. You're like, oh, I should have said that, but now it's in there. Now it's yeah. in your brain. And it, when someone pops it up, it ignites that switch and you're like, bam! Yeah. And it's a confidence thing too. Yeah. Like as soon as you uh, lose your confidence doing crowd work, the crowd knows it and they're ready to eat you alive. Yeah. But just be, like I told you at the thing, just say anything. It doesn't matter. Just be relaxed and say anything. Half the shit I'll say something, and even on here, I'll say, well, I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. It's just my brain's going too fast for my mouth, yeah, yeah. and whatever. I'm, I'm going to John Cusack that shit and say anything. Yes! Say anything! Uh, it is the Christmas season. We've been watching a lot of uh, terrible Christmas movies, and uh, Rachel Lee Cook is in all of them. Is she really? Remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe she's all that. She's all that. She's all so that? Uh, good for Rachel Lee Cook. She to was have a ugly career. with glasses on. Whoa! Then you took the glasses off. She's a beauty. Wow, who knew? 
There she goes. We watched uh, we watched Fred Claus last night. Oh, I love Fred. Based Claus. on this con, based on the conversation we had on the pod, the wife was just like, uh, "Let's do a Christmas movie. Let's do a Christmas movie." So I just didn't let her choose, and I'm like, "We're watching this one." Yes. Tell me that's not the best portrayal of Santa Claus ever. That should have won an Oscar, in my opinion. Paul Giamatti is great right? in everything he does. Like he just brings such gravitas. Gravitas. Well, on that note, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give a guts punch. I'm gonna give a gravitasic. <laughs> Guts punch <laughs> to Emil Mansour. Nice. Because uh, God bless that guy. First of all, when he works at Yucks, uh, again, part, I can't say enough good things about the Yuck Yucks staff. You need something, he's got you. You know what I yeah. mean? Always, always, 100% of the time. But for him to come out, do his time with a smile on his face, when it's not necessarily going that well, yeah. and we know this is going to be a nightmare corporate thing, there's no light, there's no nothing. Yeah. He does his time, he, he does it to the the best of his ability, you wouldn't know, you know, it, it wasn't as good as it could be, the, yeah. way, the way he's delivering. So God bless him. That's that's what being a pro is all about, in my opinion, is yeah, uh, and, and getting the job done. Emil Mansour, well done. And Emil's one of those guys, like, getting back to the beginning of the episode, we were talking about how Greg and how different his offstage and onstage personas are. Like, Emil is one of the most positive, nicest guys in the world offstage, right? But then you get him on stage and, like, the material's great, but the material is dark. I like it. I, it makes Absolutely. me laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes me laugh every time. But, like, I'm just saying, like, he's such a positive guy when you're talking to him in the green room. When, when he's working at Yucks, he's just like a happy ball of joy. And then he gets on stage and it's just dark. Hilarious, but dark. But he still delivers it with a smile. He does. I, I, I got he a lot, does. I got a lot, a lot of love for Emil. So the big guts punch to Emil Mansour. Bam! Hey, Clint, uh, we got one more episode before Christmas. We do. And uh, we should do something special. By the way, the week of Christmas, folks, uh, don't listen. We're not, we won't be there. We're not doing Should one. we do a clip show? <laughs> Let's do a bottle episode. No, we should, we should have a guest on, I think, for, uh, I think so. For the Christmas. How, I think how we, we should. We should have a contest to see, to, to see who wants to be a guest. Because like maybe a, nobody does. Like a battle to the death? Well, my stalker will win that for sure. <laughs> we can't do that. Okay, what, what's what's your idea for a contest? I don't have one. We got to think of one. What do you think? You got any th- ideas? Well, Maybe. I just suggested battle to the death, and you didn't seem to like that. Then we would have to make a decision. Well, the then, one I, who, then I the would one be who the survives. guest. Then I would be the oh, guest. No, no, Aaron Hill would be the guest, yeah. actually. <laughs> he would beat the show. No, shit because like most contests in the 90s, uh, employees and their families are not eligible yeah. to enter. <laughs> well, what if we had like a... Sing the theme song or something o- online. Post it, post you singing the theme, Guts theme song. Oh, yeah, or, I like that. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let, let's do that. Let's do that. And, and and the winner gets to be the guest on the Christmas episode of uh, Get Us to the Show, and it'll be a Christmas miracle, and maybe we'll even have some, uh, some beverages on that one. Oh, I like this. I like <laughs> where your head's at. That's why you're in charge. That's why you get the producer credit. That's it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Look out for our contest online, and we'll see you next time.